On today's episode of Quest, I have model, actress, DJ, singer, Playboy 50th anniversary playmate, Colleen Shannon. Life is a quest for logic and reason. It is a quest to find balance between science and faith. Life is a quest for knowledge and understanding. But most importantly, it's a quest for personal discovery. Whatever your quest, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. Welcome to Quest. Hi everyone, I'm your host, Todd Fisher, and welcome to Season 3 of Quest. A quest is a search for something, and this podcast will show you how we know what we know through interviews with people that have incredible stories of dedication and perseverance. To me, curiosity is part of what makes us human, and there's still so much we don't know. There's joy in discovery. It's what drives us. It's our quest. Hi, Colleen. Welcome to the Quest Podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for uh, making the time today. I'm excited to get to interview you. You're a, a very interesting person. You've been a model and an actress and a DJ and a singer. You were in Playboy Magazine in January of 2004 as the magazine's 50th anniversary playmate. Quite an amazing, quite amazing accomplishments across the board. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm a really big fan of manifestation yeah. and setting goals. And it was, um, you know, my, my main goals when I was about 19 was uh, to become like one of the world's best female DJs. Yeah. And I also wanted to become a playmate, like simultaneously. And I had tried Playboy so many times. And it was like my best friend that I brought, like she would get the um, get the layout or get the job. And I just, Playboy wasn't working out for me. And uh, I ended up meeting a manager at a movie audition. And he shot, um, he shot some pictures of me, sent it into Playboy while they were looking for the 50th anniversary playmate. And it was like, oh my gosh, they're going to shoot my centerfold with turntables. And it paid uh, a whole lot more than just a regular um, playmate. And it kicked off my whole entire career. So I didn't wow. get it the first shot, the second shot. It, it took me about five or six times. But when it finally happened, it was like, okay, this is really happening. It wow. <laughs> was amazing. Wow. That's great. I didn't realize that that was the catalyst that kicked everything off for you. That's amazing. What, um, what, is, what do you think? Is there a common misconception people have about a Playboy Playmate? What have you come across more than anything? Because you're quite accomplished. I mean, it's just these jobs for you to be able to achieve all this stuff. It, it really takes something, some talent and intelligence. But what do you think? What is the wrong yeah. impression people have about Playboy Playmates? Well, you know what? That's... As far as being a Playboy Playmate, it was for me, like I looked up to uh, Jenny McCarthy. 
McCarthy and Marilyn Monroe and Pamela Anderson and women that were, you know, like sex beauty icons, but they had a career to back it up. So uh, the misconception is just, you know, if, if you can use what Playboy was and is for a stepping stone for your career, I mean, it was, it was just hands down, like a great, uh, like a business move, like a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. I know I see from your posts and, you know, we've chatted a little, I see that you have some spirituality and religion in your life. I'm curious, yes. you know, in the entertainment world, and, you know, this is models, entertainers of all sorts. You don't generally hear about entertainers being spiritual or, or religious. Did you ever notice your peers being spiritual or religious? Or do you think it's hidden from the public in a way? Or are people just not? You know, I think it's your own personal quest. I mean, I can't really speak for others. I, I do think that the more we start to open up about it, um, your like-minded people and tribe will find you. But I mean, there was moments in my life where I needed to make major changes and I got down on my knees and I prayed, you know, please like make a change for me. Like, this is, this is what I'm wanting. This is what I'm needing. And, you know, the universe, God, like just stepped in and, you know, held my hand and helped me just cut off the bad decisions, start making the right decisions. And then all of a sudden it was like, your your beautiful, like goals and where you want to be were, were happening for you. Yeah. But you, you have to be connected first and you, you got to be making the right choices. You, I would say one thing is the reason why I had so much success is because number one, I was happy. Yeah. Like well, I had to uncut, I had to uncut from anything that was toxic, any bad habits, anything I felt that was weighing me down. When I made that decision, it was like the doors opened up for me and people feel the energy of yeah, that. And sure. that's, that's when you're going to start, um, you know, like harvesting your like manifestations. For sure. Did I read that you grew up in Alaska? Mm -hmm. How long were you in Alaska? <laughs> uh, for like 13 years. I was 13. born and raised there. Yeah. So what was growing up in Alaska like? And, and what were, did you grow up spiritual and religious? Tell me about young Colleen. Young Colleen was just like a major imagination. I mean, I grew up on an island where there was no television, no cars, no streetlights, no shopping malls. I mean, there there was basically nothing like this wow. was an island that had nothing of what a city could could offer you wow. i mean maybe we had one or two tv channels but there was no cable of 200 500 channels wow. you know maybe we had two movies in our house that we just watched over and over again so like as as a child like i just i feel like i grew up in my imagination <laughs> you know like i yeah. would just like think and dream of like all these things and spent a lot of time just like playing outside and i mean like we were on an island that like i'm telling you there was not even a car not even a running car on the island 
Yeah. When you hear about someone growing up on an island, I think the last state people think that that would happen at would be Alaska. <laughs> but <laughs> there are people don't think about like yeah. how remote so much of Alaska oh, yeah. is. I know other people from Alaska and they literally were in towns of, you know, 35 people, like so yeah. small. I'm thinking I yes. had high school classes that were bigger than these entire towns. And it's uh, yeah, so wild. You know, I'm I'm actually quite thankful that I grew up in in a place like that, and somehow I eventually ended up in Los Angeles. You know, working on like my creative, like my my childhood dreams that I never thought could happen, especially coming from an island in in Alaska. Right. And did you when when you were younger, were you a religious child? I grew up, yeah, I grew up, I was, uh, went through confirmation, I was baptized, I was confirmed, I went to a church, high school, homeschooling, so I definitely had a connection with, um, you know, with God, with the higher spirit, and then as I, as I got older, um, I, you know, got more worldly. I was touring the world as a DJ going to all these different countries saying, you know, there is God, but there are many gods, you know, there, there are many parts of like the universe for, um, for higher spirit to be inside of you. So, uh, so I just got closer and closer to the connection between myself and my higher spirit, which is what, anybody could call anything, whether it be your God or your Buddha or your, you know, what have you. Right. Right. And you, uh, you appeared on some pretty cool TV shows. You did, you were on how I met your mother, I believe. Right. Yes. (laughs) What was that experience like? That was one of the biggest shows on television. It had to have been amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a, like, it was just, it's so funny. Acting is such a, like, acting is you know it's an art and it takes work and like I studied and studied at it and either I was really good at it or I was really terrible (laughs) (laughs) so um I just remember like you know I just remember doing every part of the work for that audition and um and then going in there and like when I got the part I was just like yes like all years of acting school I mean I I studied for at least half a decade if not a full decade you know so it was when I actually did the proper work and then I got that show I was just like I was so happy yeah yeah your your experience in all of these different areas of entertainment um did you do you think your entertainment experience was generally a good experience or did you experience a seedier side of the business I did, you know, I will say, uh, I will say about 90% of it was a dream. I didn't run into any problems. I had proper agents. I had, you know, I never had to deal with any like uh, closed doors, like BS, but coming to light now, I had a manager that I was definitely his bait to get girls like in bed. And I'm just now like starting to open up about this, Yeah, you know, because it was like, I met this manager and he's like, I can make all your dreams come true, but you know, I also want to be with you. And I was like, it, that's never going to happen. But if you want to make money together, you know, we can do that. And then as we accomplished so much over like 10 years, 
he knew that there was a boundary there. So he never crossed it with me, but it was always like him bringing in another new model to be introduced to me like over and over and over again. And I realized that I was the bait for that girl. And, um, and it really got to me. I ended up having to stop working with him completely. Mm. Wow. Speaking of kind of like the seedier side of the business right now, I think one of the, one of the things you see all over the internet, particularly from playmates is about this A&E documentary secrets of playboy, which is really kind of hardcore attacking the brand and, and Hugh Hefner personally. And, mm-hmm. and I have several, uh, you know, friends that kind of came out of that world and, and I've talked to them all about this and almost everyone remembers the positive aspect of all this and how good Hugh Hefner was to them. What, what was your experience of Playboy like? Is this documentary just really, um, are these cynical and jaded people? Are these made up stories? Do you, what do you think about all of this? First, I will say I have compassion for for anybody that was put in in a compromising situation. Like my heart goes out to them. But I will say as a woman, you have to be strong and you have to make the right choices for yourself. You have to know like when you're putting yourself in certain situations. When I was testing for Playboy, Hef would say, um, you can come stay at the mansion. And I would decline, politely decline. He would say, uh, I'd like to take Colleen in the limo tonight to meet her. And this was all why my centerfold was being decided. And I said, no, I will meet him at the restaurant. Like you have to have boundaries, especially if you want to be a strong woman in the industry and you want to have respect because your boat is not going to sail for very long if you're... um, you know, if you're, if you put yourself out there and you do things, I was very like serious about saying, I want this, but I'm not going to compromise anything, any of my integrity to get this. Right. Right. But do I, do I feel bad for the girls? Do I think that this happens in every single industry, not just, um, with playboy, but with everything. For sure. If yeah. it's out there, this is the world. You could go to the grocery store and be put yourself in a bad situation or get into a bad situation. So um, I have compassion for them, but I do want to stand for women making smart decisions for themselves. Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting when documentaries like this come out, um, the way you see things through a lens, right? So it's, for me... I can see through the lens of today or the early 2000s or the 90s and even the 80s because that's how old I am. And But a lot of people, especially young people, don't know what the lens of a different decade was like and perspectives shift and things are looked at a little bit differently. And, yeah. uh, and yeah, I think what, like a couple of the times people talked about how rampant quaaludes were at the mansion. The quaaludes were kind of a they were a really popular thing in the seventies and in fairly safe today, they're looked at as something entirely different, but it's, it's interesting to me how the lens shifts on how people perceive (laughs) events that happened in the past, not only whether you lived through the past or whether you're a young person trying to see that decade for the first time, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So I think in some ways, these documentaries are very unfair because you just don't really, unless you live through that time, you you were no, you'll never really see it accurately. 
there could be it's people. perspective. Yeah, yeah it's like it a, is. you can have 10 different people with 10 different perspectives and, you know, everybody with a different experience. So, yeah, 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 for sure. What um, what's the key to your longevity and your success and how important is spirituality in your life now? I am so connected to source. So connected. Um, as far as like my career right now, I, I just set my goals. My goals are a little bit different right now. I'm writing like three books. I'm getting back in the studio. I'm working on music. I'm still like traveling the world, DJing, and I'm a mother now. So I've got two little ones Yeah. and they're like my, they're like my driving points for, you know, I want to be great and I want to be great for them. So yeah, it's just, you know, it's everything is connected. For sure. For sure. How can people find you out there in the interwebs? You have a .com, you're on social media, things like that. Yeah. So um, my Instagram is DJ Colleen Shannon. My uh, Facebook is DJ Colleen Shannon. Twitter is DJ Colleen 50. Um, I just released a sneaker um, this past year. I did a collab and it's, um, there's a pink one. It's made of like uh, a faux like snake skin. So yeah. it's called Soul's Fang. And the message of, of my collaboration was do what your soul tells you. Oh, that's kind great. of meaning like follow your inspiration. So it's, it has to do with doing what your soul tells you being a warrior, like having faith. Uh, one of the sneakers is pink. So I want to tap into like the breast cancer foundation. Um, and we're just having a lot of fun with it. So, uh, you know, work is, I just, I try and make work fun. Yeah, for sure. What do you, what advice do you have for people that want to get into the entertainment business? Is there What's, what do you think the single most important thing is to do for, for the person just getting off the bus in LA right now? What's, what should they look out for? What piece of advice could you give? I can make it really simple. You are only as good as your team. That's great. Like if you want to be a winner, you got to seek out those, your, your representation. You're only as good as your team. That's great. That's great advice. Get your team together. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, Colleen, I know I don't have you for very long today. You're in the middle of uh, some traveling and moving in and out of places and all this good stuff. So I appreciate the, uh, the time yes, you could give me today. I do oh, hope you come back to the podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. And the, the children's book is called DJ Boy. It's written like after the inspired by my son so the book should be coming out this year called dj boy and then the sneakers and then just like i just want everybody to try and follow their souls and stay as connected and positive as possible that's my those message are, oh yeah those are beautiful words thank Colleen, you. i appreciate you being here today sure thank you so much thank you bye-bye okay bye And there you have it, my interview with Colleen Shannon. It was a quick interview today, but 
I felt like she had a lot of interesting stuff to say. I do hope she comes back. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please be sure to rate and review this episode. This podcast is produced by Todd Fisher and distributed by Metacortex Publishing. This podcast is copyright. Any previously trademarked or copyright content is used by permission. Information and opinions stated in this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. Please be sure to visit the official website for the International Association of Metatomics at metatomics.org or find us on social media for other unique content.